0: Thank you, Brother Tim, for inviting me to preach today. I'm very honored. I stand before you today as a testament to the grace of God. We've all come a long way in the last 16 years. Hopefully, we'll not be in the same place 16 years from now that we're in today. Hopefully, we will have grown in our walk with the Lord. It seems strange here today that I'm preaching without a casket in front of me. It seems like that's where most of the funerals that I've done here, there's always a casket right there. So if I look down and try to find out who it is we're burying today, you'll know that I am on the wrong page. I am delighted. On behalf of the Creekside Baptist Church, I want to thank you. Many of them will be joining us both in this service and in the 11 o'clock service. And that is a sweet bunch of folks that have allowed me the privilege of serving as their interim pastor. I want you to know that I wore this coat today for one reason, one reason only. I didn't want y'all to think I didn't have any culture in fact I have way more culture today than I had when I was your pastor I have two beautiful granddaughters and now I can truthfully say I have been to a ballet that thing lasted 27 hours Now, my wife assures me it wasn't but an hour and a half, but it felt like 27 hours. It was a joy to see them, and it's a joy to see each one of you today. It's my prayer that God will speak to our hearts so that when we leave this place today, that we will not only be having been challenged by the Word of God, but that we'll commit in our hearts that we're going to move on with the Lord As he leads I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Exodus the third chapter I want to talk to you about one of the most remarkable stories in the Bible it deals specifically with the call of God on the life of Moses now let me say from the outset God not only called Moses God's called you. If you bear the name of Christ, you too have a calling on your life. Now, that calling is demonstrated in many different ways. Perhaps the most remarkable way that calling was made known from God was through the burning bush in Moses' experience. But, folks, I'm here to tell you today not that the bush once burned. I'm here to announce to each one of you the bush still burns. God still calls men, women, boys, and girls to a life of service. Would you begin reading with me in Exodus 3? beginning in verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and yet the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush, and he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not hither. Put off thy shoes from thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Think with me for the next few minutes about the burning bush experience that Moses had on Mount Horeb. We all know the story. He's minding his business. He's tending sheep. He's doing what a shepherd is supposed to do. And then out of the ordinary experiences of his life, he received a life-transforming call. God wanted Moses to lead the children of Israel out of captivity and into the promised land. Now, let me ask you this. If you were in Moses' position and you came upon a bush that burned and yet it was not consumed, what would you do? How would you respond? The Bible says that in verse 6, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God now I want you to understand today that there's more there is far more to this story than simply a bush that burned and yet was not consumed this is one of the most remarkable stories in all of the Bible this story sheds some light on the issue of how God makes himself known to humanity. Here in what started out as an everyday experience of life, Moses' entire life from this point going forward was forever changed because of his encounter with the burning bush. Now I have a few questions to ask. Can that still happened to us today? Does God still reveal himself through the ordinary experiences of life? Does God still call us individually to a life of service and purpose to the kingdom of God? Does the Lord have a specific purpose for your life and your life and your life, and mine? Folks, the answer is absolutely. He has a plan and a purpose. I know this because of the word of Jeremiah in chapter 29, verse 11. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bless you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, you didn't know this, but I'm a pretty good mind reader. In fact, there are some questions going on in your mind right now. First and foremost is, in 16 years, has he learned how to preach yet? But that's not the real question. In 16 years, how long does he still preach? That may be on your mind, and today the answer is going to depend on you. For if I say something that I believe is anointed of God, and you sit there, I'm going to assume that you didn't get it. So I'm going to go back and say it again. So here's what I want you to do. How many of you can say amen? Amen. We're going to be here all day, Brother Tim. (laughs) Can you say amen? amen? Now, if I say something you're not quite sure about, You can just say, Lord, help him, Jesus. Would we put ourselves in the position of Moses? Just a regular guy. But here's a question that's already on your mind. But, Pastor, that was Moses. I believe God could call Moses but we're not talking about Moses now you've turned it around you're talking about me no I'm not talking about you the Word of God may be speaking to you but I'm just the human instrument I believe that God could use Moses but can God use me can he reveal himself to me can he speak to me can he call me to a specific purpose that makes a difference in my world in the same way that he did in the life of Moses? Well, the answer is absolutely. Even as God called in the past, he's still calling in the present. And even as Moses encountered a bush that was burning and yet was never consumed, I want you to know not just that the bush burned, that's historical truth. But I'm telling you that the bush still burns to this very day. Even for you, dear friend, God's burning bush still is aflame as God reveals himself. He still speaks. He still calls us to do his will and accomplish his purpose. It's more than what he did then. We we give lip service to God as the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we look at those special characters in the Bible as if they are somehow superhuman. The only thing super about them was that they were completely surrendered and committed to obeying the Lord. I invite you to go back in time. Go back in time to that day when you too trusted Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Remember the exhilaration of knowing that you are no longer on a path bound for hell, but now you have been redeemed, you have been forgiven, you have been delivered, you have been set free, and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are amazed to think that Jesus would die for you on the cross. You're amazed to remember that he forgave you through his shed blood. You're in a a dilemma of absolute uncertainty about how God could do that, or even more, why would God do that? Do you remember how special that day was? Do you remember... How clean you felt just knowing that you had been born again and you'd been washed in the blood. Do you remember that sense of submission where you were willing to obey God at any cost? You were willing to pay any price. You were willing to do anything that he commanded you to do. That's what new believers do. They are so consumed with gratitude over what God has done in their life that there are no holes barred. God, here I am, use me. But then as time goes on, we find that that's not the norm. We just go through the motions. That fire gets replaced with a sense of habit where we're doing the same old, same old. You know the definition of insanity is to continue to do the same things the same way and expect a different outcome. Folks, do you remember the peace that you felt in your heart knowing that even if God called you home today, that you would spend eternity in heaven with the Lord? Do you remember that commitment that you made to sell out heart, soul, body, and mind. You committed that day to live the rest of your days serving the Lord Jesus. But perhaps somewhere along the way, something happened. Perhaps it was a failure on your part. For others, it may not have be been a failure on your part, but it was a failure on the part of someone that you loved, someone that you respected. And because of their mistake, now you've decided that this God thing may not be all it's cracked up to be. You remember when you first came to know the Lord, you had a dream in your heart to be somebody for Christ. I want to win the world to Christ. You were sold out to the point that all of your friends thought you and Jesus were related because that's all you talked about was Jesus. Jesus. Well, dear friend, I'm here to tell you through the preaching of the Word of God that that bush still burns today. Has your love and passion for the Word of God has your passion for obeying the will of God, has it somewhere been replaced with whatever it takes to get along with everybody and not to raise a ruckus? What happened to that fervor you once had to tell everyone you knew about the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, dear brother. Dear sister, the bush still burns. What happened to that sense of purpose you once were convinced that God had called you to achieve? Have you grown comfortable? Have you made peace with average? Have you made peace with mediocrity? Have you embraced the sins of the flesh which at one time you walked so closely with the Lord that the Holy Spirit would instantly bring conviction in your heart. Back then you knew when you sinned, you had not only broken God's law, but you had broken God's heart. Dear brother, dear sister, the bush still burns. What once God did, he desires to do again in your life, and he wants to do it today. The bush still burns. You know what I find to be one of the major problems in the church in America today it might surprise you. We've lost our first love. We've allowed the things of the world to take the place of the things of God. We've reached a point where being accepted by the world is more important than being accepted by the God of heaven and earth. Has your heart grown cold? Has your commitment waned? Has your prayer life that was once so filled with commitment and faith and expectation that you could pray a hole in the sky and now you feel like you're praying those little pity patty pitty cares prayers and they're not reaching any higher than the ceiling? Well, folks, the bush... Still burns. Have you grown discouraged, beaten down by the failures and past mistakes? The bush still burns. Have you become disappointed that people you were counting on let you down? Maybe they betrayed your trust, they broke a confidence, or they just flat didn't measure up. Your faith should have never been in them to start with. Your faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the bush still burns. Has your spirit grown bitter in your attitude? Has it sunk to the level of negativity you never thought in the world that it could happen in your life? You all know someone like that. There are people, when you ask them how you're doing, you wish you hadn't. They begin to tell you about all the aches and the pains and all of the problems of life. How do we reconcile that with Jesus saying, the thief has come to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly? I know the answer. The bush still burns. Have you broken promises to God that when you made them, you meant with all of your heart and with all of your soul. At the time you made those promises, you meant it with all of your heart. But somewhere along the way, something happened. And now you're sitting on the sidelines. Folks, hear me. God has so much more for each one of us then we're even capable of understanding the bush still burns. Have you had failure in your life? You failed as a person? Perhaps you failed as a spouse? You failed as a parent? Well, let me tell you today, please hear my heart. Good. Failure is a great place to start. Because at that point you realize you can't do it on your own. But when we turn to God, we find that that same fire of His calling that took Moses from a position of a shepherd to leading a great nation, He wants to do that again. Why the bush still burns. But just like with Moses, it can only happen today. In the same way, at least a similar way, that it happened to Moses. What do you see when you see Moses from this point on? We see a man totally surrendered, totally committed, totally broken before God, but willing to allow God to use him. In his service. A little more and I'm done. Do you still sense that calling from God in your life, even as he called Moses? Here's a better question Are you still listening to see what direction the God of heaven and earth wants you to go? Do you want to move beyond where you are today to that special place of spiritual direction wherein you know that you're in the will of God and that you're seeing God work in and through your life? Do you realize that God's plan, don't miss this, God's plan is always better than our plan. Always. Why? Because he's a God who can be trusted. The bush still burns. Are you willing to allow God to use you in his redemptive plan? Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone and radically serve the Lord? Woodland Park, hear my heart. There's not a day goes by that Karen and I don't pray for you guys. We lift you to the Lord. I believe you are still the most strategically placed church in this parish, bar none. Well, some would say, well, maybe back in the good, no, those good old days really weren't that good in the first place. The best is still yet to come. There's still people out there who've not been saved. There's still ears that are longing to hear the gospel. There are still ministries that Woodland Park has been called to offer to the world. And you can do it. Why? Because the bush, the bush still Burns. The best is yet to come. iron Judson was one of our greatest preachers, missionaries, and Bible scholars. And here's how he said it best. A young man came concerned about his future. And here's what Adoniren said to him, and it's what I leave with you today. The future is as bright as the promises of God. The future is as bright as the promises of God. Woodland Park, better days are ahead as you too live and surrender to who God is And what he wants to do in and through your life. Father in Jesus name. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. For the privilege to be in this pulpit today. I thank you for these people. And their commitment. I thank you for this pastor. In whose heart you have placed a burning desire. To see this church explode. Reaching people with the gospel. Now, Lord, may this church get behind him, supporting him in prayer, involved in that very ministry. And Lord, we'll thank you in advance for what you're going to do. But Lord, it first begins with surrender. We must be submissive. And as we obey you with a submissive spirit, each and every day, you will remind us that the bush still burns. In Jesus' name, amen.